Okay, hello guys, and welcome back to the VR Inside podcast. This is in fact episode number five, believe it or not. So this awesome thing is a weekly podcast that is live streamed every Saturday on uh, the Good Nathy's channel. You can tune into the show at 4 p.m. Central European Summertime, 3 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, and 10 a.m. Central U.S. Time. So if you miss this awesome podcast live, then you can tune in every Sunday and catch up with it on my channel. I upload the whole podcast every Sunday or Monday, depending on how my internet holds up. So you can check it out there if you miss this live stream. If you've got any comments or questions during the uh, during the show, you can chuck them in the chat and we'll try and answer any questions you might have. So we've got a few topics to discuss today in today's episode. Uh, we're going to talk about the Samsung Odyssey mixed reality headset that has been announced. We're going to talk about the Altspace acquisition, uh, a little controversy in uh, Halo Recruit. We'll come to that a bit later on. Whether you should pre-order games in VR and also pre-order any hardware that has recently been announced. Uh, a little bit on Oculus Connect and also Rowdy uh, Games Force. So we've got a few topics to talk about. So I just want to make sure you know who we all are. Uh, I'm sure if you tuned in before, you know, and obviously you'll be no stranger to Nathy, who is hosting this on his channel. So obviously Hello. we've got Nathy. Uh, he likes to ride uh, VR fairground rides to the point where he almost throws up. Uh, this is what he does for you guys. He puts his mind and body on the line for, for you guys. That's true. Yeah. For entertainment. So, I know. You know, hats off, dude. Thank you for, your, uh, for that. We've yeah. got uh, Austin, the Prometheus. He's, uh, you know, is he going to take the throne from Rowdy as being the new prison boss? Because I saw that he was playing that this week. Uh, only time... Good Only time will tell. You, my dude. <laughs> uh, we've got the one and only Rowdy guy. He is he is back. We we all missed you dearly in oh, the last episode. Sure. I uh, hope you had a great time at Game Force. Yeah, man, it was wonderful. Uh, unfortunately, Frank can't make it today. He is officially stuck in the metaverse, and that happens <laughs> when you just OD on VR. Uh, because he's got so many headsets now, he's got the P yeah. PSVR, the Oculus Rift, and the Vive. He's just overdosed on VR, so uh, he is stuck in the metaverse right now. Ah. So hopefully we can save him and get him back out for yeah. next week's episode. And last but not least, myself, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. So guys... How are you all doing on this fine Saturday? Muy bien. Yeah. Well, muy bien. I actually got a funny story. I, I almost died because of a pizza. So. <laughs> I, 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 think, that. I think everyone needs to know this story and this will cheer up their day. So please tell yeah. us. Oh, okay. So, so yesterday, somewhere at midnight, I was hungry. So I was like, hey, maybe I should try out a pizza. And I got a new oven and I have never really used it. So um, <laughs> I, I didn't really get like the settings of it. So I put it in there for 20 minutes. And then after 10 minutes, I was like, hey, maybe I should check and see if it's already ready, right? And uh, then there was like a lot of smoke coming out of the oven. A lot of smoke, not just a little bit. So I couldn't really see anything because my eyes were like burning in a way. Um, so I was like, like walking like this, trying to uh, get it out. Um, but it was like so much smoke and I was like, I was, I was terrified, man. I thought like it, maybe it's like I, I burned the pizza to a part where it's like really going to explode. Um, but, um, yeah, so in the end, um, I, my house smells funny now and, um, 
I'm not going to eat a pizza for a while. You, yeah. you kind of remind me of that, uh, you know, Homer Simpson when he cooks, he, put, he takes like milk and he takes like cornflakes and he puts the two together and then like it catches flames. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of like Nathy cooking, I guess. No, that's true. Yeah. I, I can't even get a pizza ready. So, yeah, I'm still alive. So that's nice. <laughs> that is hilarious, man. That is hilarious. Yo, I had a similar <laughs> thing happen to me, except I fell asleep and then woke up to the smoke already like i put an entire rack of chicken in fell asleep forge forgetting that i had done so and then i woke up to what looked like a prince music video of smoke everywhere <laughs> <laughs> oh wow uh, yeah. that is hilarious were you intoxicated at the time austin no i wasn't yeah oh well wow. it wasn't even you'd think but unfortunately yeah. i have no excuse <laughs> that's that's awesome man Okay, so funny stories aside, let's jump straight into some of our topics. So the first one, guys, I want to discuss is the Samsung Odyssey Mixed Reality Headset. So this is quite interesting because uh, this particular piece of hardware was unveiled at the Microsoft event in San Francisco on the 3rd of October. Uh, and essentially, you've got all these other manufacturers making mixed reality headsets right now. You've got Acer, Asus, Dell, HP, Lenovo. And they're all coming out like really, really soon. So they're all due for release on the 17th of October. But uh, and that's going to coincide with the release of uh, Windows 10 full creators update, which uh, they call it. Uh, but this Samsung headset is going to be released on the 6th of November. Uh, but it's sort of been touted. And a lot of people have said in their early sort of hands on reports of using this headset that it's probably the most premium out of all the lineup. Uh, and it's got a slightly better specification as well. So before I jump into the specs, uh, have you guys heard about this headset? And uh, are any of you interested in this particular piece of hardware? Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard about it, but I was just looking it up right now. It looks pretty neat. Yeah, it looks it looks really nice. Yeah, well, I pre-ordered one. Um, I don't know uh, okay. what it's gonna like, what I can expect. To be honest with you guys, like I usually don't pre-order because it, you know, you shouldn't pre-order because you don't know what you get. Um, but I was like, hey, everyone is talking about mixed reality right now, so uh, I might just see if it's a trap or not, and then just let you know yeah. if it is a trap. So yeah, I pre-ordered the Samsung one. I was waiting for an actual like Samsung one because there were so many mixed reality. There are so many, right? There are like six, seven. So like, wh which one should you get? I don't know. Just to make things clear, this is still just regular VR. You know, it's it's nothing special. No, that's right? true. It's just they say it's mixed reality, but it's they just it's just uh, VR, right? They've changed the name mixed reality. Basically, they're trying to reclaim yeah. that that verbiage. That is true. Yeah, exactly. Like th th this is this is not mixed reality. This is just VR with a camera on the front that does inside-out tracking. That is essentially what this is. Also, probably um, worth mentioning. It, don't you guys think it's interesting that they took a page out of the PSVR with uh, the way that they're putting the headset onto the head? Uh, I didn't. I haven't yeah. seen any other headsets use that method, but apparently they think that's the, the best for for their headset. I guess. So. Yeah, that's totally true. They they basically use the same like design where it's got the like fastener knob at the back that kind yeah. of like sits on the top top bit of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the different thing about this particular headset, as opposed to the ones that I previously mentioned, is that it doesn't actually use the hinge method. It just sits on your face, uh, which I actually prefer, I think, uh, because I think with the problem with these hinged ones is that they probably won't fit 
snugly on your face. Um, that's that's my opinion anyway. I haven't actually tried any of these, but just looking at them, I could I could imagine that the design won't be that snug. Uh, but the interesting thing as well is that most of the headsets that I previously mentioned are using a 1440 by 1440 resolution and a 105 degree uh, field of view, whereas the Samsung headset has got a slightly increased resolution of 2880 by 1600 resolution and 110 degree field of view, which is uh, the same as the Rift and the Vive, uh, but has a higher resolution than the Rift and the Vive. So that's quite interesting in itself. Yeah. Uh, but also, like the Rift and the Vive use an OLED uh, display within the headset, whereas this is going to use Samsung's very own AM OLED display, uh, which is kind of cool because the thing about these AM OLED displays is that they uh, have darker blacks and the colors are a lot more vibrant. So that could be really, really cool in a VR headset and, you know, make gaming on it a bit more immersive. So I'd definitely what say... What do you know about the lenses? Is there anything that is special about them? Probably just the no, lenses again, right? Just the Frenzel lens, yeah. But it has got a uh, an IPD adjuster uh, toggle, uh, a mechanical one, um, where I don't think some of these other ones do. Um, so yeah, you know, out of all the headsets, this is probably the one that interests me the most, and I was interested to see, obviously, that Nathy had pre-ordered one. Um, but I guess. Uh, what was your sort of initial reason for pre-ordering one, Nathy? Like, uh, you know, what was it that sort of attracted you to this particular headset over the other ones? Um, and what is the point? I mean, f for me, it's like important to uh, like explore other parts of like, let let's be honest, even that we don't really know what they are and, and what they do and that they get advertised in a way that it's very vague. Um, it's still interesting because, I mean, everyone is talking about it and you see it everywhere. And even Steam is now uh, saying, hey, uh, it's going to be in that, that game list where you know if it supports MR, you know? So I was like, that's a big thing. I mean, if Steam VR says like, okay, this is gonna be uh, like next to OSVR and, and, and uh, the Vive and the Oculus, then, then they are serious about it. So I'm just wondering, what the performance is and what what it what it can do like what, why is it so special why is everyone talking about it um so yeah i don't know like i'm kind of like jumping into the deep to be honest yeah um yeah so i'm not really i'm yeah. getting it for for my audience as well you know i'm a review channel so that's what we do yeah. and sometimes you need to yeah. get a headset but i have been waiting i don't really get that much headsets but this one was like okay um just just show me what, what is this exactly you know yeah yeah, and the, the the one thing I really like about this particular headset and and all the the mixed reality headsets in a way is that you don't have to use external lighthouses or sensors to track your movement. Like the the tracking is inside out tracking, so that's kind of what the cameras are for. Um, so they track your head movement and everything else from the actual headset itself. That is true. I I do think that's a a really big improvement in a certain way, but at the same time. There must be points around your body that you will lose tracking. Since I read like a few Reddit posts of, about people that try different things and they said as well, like when they, for example, were trying the bow and they spun the, the bow up, then uh, their hands would basically lose tracking. Yeah. Because the cameras wouldn't yeah. see them anymore behind a certain point. And I mean, I understand that in the, the, the lighthouses can be uh, a little bit of a hassle uh, to set up maybe, but once they're set up, it's, I think it's a perfect solution. Yeah. 
you never think about them again, you know? No. Uh, I, I really like that solution of like just having, uh, and I did, they're not that big. You do have a cable coming from them, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I, for me, inside out tracking is not something that is, that really needs to be included in like a next generation. Unless, of course, it mm-hmm. works flawlessly. If they, if, if those companies now show that this method works yeah. well, then uh, you know, by all means, go and do it. But if there's like some hiccups, then I prefer still the lighthouses. Yeah. So does the uh, the increased resolution uh, interest you in any way? Like I know it's only a, like a marginal step up, and this uh, AMO LED sort of screen does that kind of interest you, or not so much? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, every step forward is a step forward, I always say. But uh, like I said before, like, I mean, the hardware that we have currently, I think is perfectly capable of doing like a lot of crazy stuff. And uh, I think that should be that should be used to the to the to the fullest before we go and uh, try to ex- you know extend like the resolution, extend the, the field of view. Every, I mean, the higher it gets, the better it is, of course. And yeah. I think field of view is even more important than resolution. Um, mm. But at the same time, I would like to see first content making use of the hardware that we currently have. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I totally agree because, like, right now, you know, although, like you say, bigger is always better, right? But you know, I don't, I don't feel like I'm left out or neglected in any way by using the headset that I'm using, right? And and like you say, content is king and. Uh, you can have all these fancy headsets. We we mentioned this before with the Pimax as well, like with the 8K headset. You yeah. know, it's all well and good having an 8K headset, but if you don't have the content to back that up, then what's the point? I, I would prefer to see like uh, headsets like HTC Vive that and the Oculus that have been out now for quite a while. To, for them to actually drop in price, then that there is a new headset that comes for like the same price as it was like you know a year or two years yeah. ago. Um, mm. I would prefer to see uh, you know just the market grow in general. So that more people are interested in making content for those two devices. Yeah, but that, that's that's the thing. Like every headset you buy has like its own uh, introduction package of games, and and Oculus did really well, and and Vive did that really well. But I mean, uh, the the mixed reality ones, they like we don't really know what kind of like games they they introduce to you. So it's kind of like, what are the first experiences going to be? for people like like is it going to be limited in a way but for me it's like the most important thing of this whole uh mixed reality hype is the controllers because i haven't seen controllers yet where you got a touchpad and a thumbstick at one part and that's something i wanted to have for a while i wanted steam to do that you know now steam is of course using the steam vr and knuckle controllers for development that's also very interesting but still no uh, touchpad with a thumbstick at one controller and that's really cool yeah that's true so this this headset itself obviously is the premium one out of all of these headsets and is uh, 499 dollars with controllers so you can pre-order it now from the microsoft store uh, and it will probably arrive around the 6th of yeah. november only in america uh, by the way Okay, so how how does it work in Europe then? Uh, um, I mean, I'm working together with a company that just ships stuff for me from America to my okay. place. Um, but yeah. yeah, as a consumer, it's gonna be hard and it's gonna be very expensive to do it. So yeah, again, like what I would do uh, if you really are interested in getting one is wait for the reviews, you know, uh, yeah, and, and, and then uh, get one. But like, I don't know, I don't know. It's It's kind of mysterious in a way. You know, we get all these headsets coming out and, and no one really knows 
what they are and they try to confuse you with mixed reality. It's like an, a cool word, right? Like mixed reality. So people are like, wow, uh, okay, so we got VR. So people really are going to think that mixed reality is here and VR is there. Well, it's exactly the same thing in, in a way. So they really try to get away from that whole VR thing and they, but that's a part of, of like every like industry, right? Where they come up with new names while it's still the same thing. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because essentially that is what this is. It's just a VR headset with some cameras on the front of it. That's all it is. Yeah. It's not. It's just probably not. You know, we haven't seen any actual uh, augmented reality uh, use of these headsets in any way. Uh, well, any a little bit, a, a little bit, but I, I don't know. It's it's like augmented reality for me is is not looking through a, a screen and then look to the outside world. It's it's actually a like a HoloLens or, or something, uh, glasses where you see holograms in, you know, they get projected in that. So it's kind of like fake AR. So it's kind of like getting VR and AR together, but in like a, a pre-stage, you know, it's, yeah. Um, so I don't know, it's, it's so mysterious. That's why I want to get one because it's kind of hard for me to talk about this. I don't really know what to say because I mean, can we trust websites that write about this? I'm not so sure, you know? So it's yeah. like, maybe I should just get one and then figure it out. Because then, yeah. then but, we know more, more. But I take it your your advice to the uh, the listeners and the viewers of this show would be to hold tight and wait until, you know, your initial thoughts on this headset and, and the reviews start coming out before pre-ordering one themselves. Yeah, yeah um, because I, I mean, I know what the Rift can do. I know what the Vive can do. I don't know what this mixed reality thing can do. So it's mm. like, I can't compare them right now with the other headsets out there. Um, the price, know. by the way, what is the, what is the price? It's $499, $499, yeah. Yeah. With controllers. It's directly yeah. actually with HTC and Oculus. It's not that it can like cut the price anymore or it's direct. It depends. Like if it's going to come out and no one really buys it, then it's going to drop for sure. And maybe they already want to drop it, but it's like they are waiting for that Christmas period. And then they're like, wow, now we're actually going to ask the price we wanted to ask in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is you have other options out there. So you could get the, like the yeah. Acer, for example, is $399. So it's like, uh, you know, a hundred dollars cheaper, but you're sacrificing, uh, your display. Uh, and also uh, this headset, the Samsung, which makes it stand out from the others, is that it's got inbuilt audio. So just like the Rift, it's got these kind of like uh, headphones that snap onto your, your ears, which I think is a really nice design. And obviously the Vive took advantage of with the, the deluxe audio strap. So it's nice that other manufacturers are kind of seeing this design and sort of saying, you know, this is a nice way of implementing audio into a headset. Yeah. So they're going down that route. I will say, I mean, of there's been what, like three or four of the mixed reality headsets that have come out now. We got like that LG one. There's uh, this one. Uh, what's the uh, Acer? One more. Yeah, the Acer one. Yeah. So, I mean, this this seems like the one that has at least the most well-rounded. Like you said, it has the the built-in audio. It has the controllers. Uh, it's got an even better screen than what we've been working with. I mean. I would say yeah. if you were going to put your eggs in a basket for this Microsoft mixed reality thing, this would be probably the safest one to go with. Nah, that's true. I mean, that's exactly yeah. why I waited because I mean, I also saw like Tribal Instincts buying one and he was like buying the first one. I was like, I'm going to wait. Plus, I mean, I got a good experience with Samsung. You know, I, I use their, their monitors for my PC. I'm using their television. Like, 
I mean, their their screens are never really disappointing. It's just that, I mean, they are now going to dive into VR. It's just like, that's the whole issue with this thing is that they call it mixed reality. Plus they bring out so many and they all look different. They all got a different design. You know, where do you pay for? Do you really pay for only the quality thing? Is it also a brand thing? You know, like, like consumers, it's like a wild west. No one knows like, there's no, like with the Vive, it was easy to say like, yeah, well, uh, the Rift does that and the Vive does that. But with this, it's like, <laughs> it's so hard. Like, yeah. And that's why I'm getting one because I don't, I have no clue. Like right now I'm struggling to even like say something about this because I, yeah. I just don't know. I just don't know. I, I don't. Th I think as well, like what gives uh, Samsung credibility over the others is that they were heavily involved with Oculus with the Gear VR, um, which gives me you know, which gives them some sort of credibility in my eyes. So, you know, they, they, they've played around with the VR before. They, they must know what they're doing. And like you say, they definitely know what they're doing when it comes to displays. Um, so that, that's sort of what gives me some promise in this particular headset uh, over the others. Yeah. 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 But certainly, you know, if you're, uh, you know, excited about these these headsets because of the software that, that has been announced, well, <laughs> you know, you're going to be sorely disappointed because all we know right now is that, you know, Microsoft announced at the same event that they sort of uh, did an acquisition of Altspace and they also showed off Halo Recruit and we'll come back to that in a little while. Uh, but, but we also know that these headsets are going to work with SteamVR, so... You know, obviously there is a big library of Steam VR games yeah. available now. Yeah. But whether the the implementation of using a headset with Steam VR is going to be as flawless as using the Vive or the Oculus, that's something we definitely don't know right now. No one has had any Steam VR hands-on experience with these things. No. But it's also weird, like it's not available in Europe. You know, when the Rift came out and 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 the Vive came out, even the development kits of Oculus, you could get them in Europe. So it's like, why is this only in America right now? Are they trying to just sell it there first? Because America has a really big uh, community now with VR. I mean, Europe is is a lot smaller for sure. Um, but it, it's it's just like, you know, maybe they, they are also like uh, trying to take it easy and, and think like, hey, maybe we should just... Uh, focus on the biggest market share first, yeah. which is probably the best for them, yeah. uh, which they have a lot of experience. Because uh, they approach that market on like yeah, on like a daily basis, and then later, if that goes well, they'll probably quickly go to Europe as well. And, and well, I mean, in China, they're probably are they are they releasing in China as well? I don't know if they actually are. Is it only the US? Um, I don't know. I, I don't I know. If, if you live in China and you go on the internet, then it's a different place. So <laughs> maybe maybe you will like. It's just that. Uh, like I first thought like I could buy one, you know, from Europe, but then you're going to their websites like, yeah, but we only ship to America. So I'm like, okay, so they don't market it to us at all, but it, it kind of like arrives in Europe too, you know, this whole AR thing, this whole AR, MR, VR thing. And that's the thing. Whenever I talk about these mixed reality headsets, I can't help but just go like this, like mixed I, yeah. reality headsets, I, but because it is such a, 
like a like you say, it's just a marketing phrase. It, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. It's like you make a decision, or you talk talk to everyone like, "Hey, uh, this is like a VR headset," and then you need to explain to everyone like, "Yeah, but but it's called mixed reality, right?" And then yeah. do the whole story again, or it's like you just go with with the crowd, you know. Yeah. Um, but you can't yeah. stop it. I mean, they put a whole marketing thing. They put those big mixed reality uh, letters everywhere. So you know. I don't know. That's it. And it's good. Definitely. This is this is what excites me about being involved in like sort of VR and, and sort of everything right now is just that this is such a great time because especially this month, we've got so much going on. Like obviously the Microsoft uh, event was uh, a few days ago. We've got Oculus Connect coming next week, which I'm going to be going to. Uh, and we've got Pimax releasing a headset. We've got all these companies releasing headsets. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what Vive and Oculus do in response to this because there's got to be some response, I, I guess. So I'm hoping that there's going to be something interesting coming out of Oculus Connect next week because I would imagine they've been watching this uh, develop uh, with great interest uh, to plan what they're going to do next. Yeah. So I mean, do you guys think that this these mixed reality headsets are having are going to have like a positive effect? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, everything will have a positive effect. I, I feel like the the thing about this whole mixed reality like headset craze is that even if it's not the best selling thing, even if it doesn't actually take this huge chunk of market share, it's still just more VR, more mixed reality. I, I agree like, with that. Being shoved everywhere, you know. I mean, it does splinter, and I and like I do recognize that that's not always a good thing, but it is just getting more and more people, especially with all these mainstream companies. Samsung. I do, agree with in America. I do agree with that you know it, it's not the splintering that I actually have a, have a problem with because you know the more people that bring VR to the market the better but it does need to be good VR though if true. people yeah. are going to buy like you know a, a headset of 299 of 300 euros and they're going to be disappointed because they expect it to be you know the quality that they see on like you know in the, those crazy videos of virtual reality that they, they show off then it's going to have not a good effect I think that's but it's fair. important yeah. that people have their first experience, that that first experience is indeed a good one. And if it's going to be on like a, a headset that is not working optimal and they're having Halo VR, which they have high expectations of, and it's going to be crap, then uh, people are going to say, no, VR is not ready. Yeah. And you're going to see all this art pop up again of like, oh, why VR is still not ready nowadays yeah. and this and that. And it's going to give a very negative impression, I yeah. think. So I I, I, mean, I do hope from like the bottom of my heart that those headsets are, are good and decent and comparable to like the competition of yeah. HTC and the Oculus. Otherwise, I mean, cardboard is also not bringing in more uh, VR YouTubers or more VR uh, games. Huh? Well, there's a that's ton of people fair. that use cardboard. Huh? Yeah, it's not the same level of virtual reality. Yeah. Well, some uh, someone says in the chat, uh, DJ Hero Masta, I'm more concerned about the field of view than the resolution. Okay, so the field of view on on this Samsung headset is 110 degrees, which is the same as obviously uh, the HTC Vive and the Rift. Um, but obviously, with the Pimax that we spoke about last week, they're talking about field of view of 210 degrees, which is 10 degrees off our natural 220 degree re uh, resolution, like field of view from our eyes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, I guess if they're looking at resolution, they should be looking at increasing the field of view as well. <laughs> Yeah, and, and here's a, sorry. 
I was just gonna say, like, the interesting thing for me about the whole field of view thing is that I know putting on that Pimax would probably feel very different, but I can't visualize it in my brain because when I have an HTC Vive on, I don't actually ever think about the field of view. Like, you completely forget about it when it's on, but I guarantee if I put that 210 degree, you would somehow subconsciously know right away that this is very different, you know? Yeah, it is. But the only thing I'm scared of is like you can you can say that it's 210 degrees of field of vision. You you can make it 410 degrees of vision. But if they just like put the screen closer to your eyes, then it doesn't really matter to me that much. I need to see more of the screen then. And I don't know yet how that's going to be in games, how they're going to do that. Because a lot of the games that we have are optimized now for 110 degrees or they're optimized for that. They need to have some kind of like fighter or I, I, I mean, I, I'm not a developer. I don't know, of course, but they're gonna, there's gonna have to be a way that when you put on an HC Vive that the game knows that you only need 110 degrees field of vision. And when you put a, a, a Pimax on that you will need 210 degrees field of vision, which will yeah. look different. Because otherwise, if they don't do that, the screen will just move. Everything will be zoomed in a bit more and you'll see exactly will just be bigger. And that is not something that I that I call an increase in field of view. I mean, it is it is not an increase in field of view. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Although a lot of people that have tried the Pimax, who you know, they're very positive about it so far, and they've said that you know, once you've experienced that wider field of view, that it's very difficult to go back. So uh, only time will tell. Again, you know, it's very difficult to to talk about these uh, subjects. You know, when we don't actually have the hardware to to say that we've tested and tried ourselves. Yeah. But you know, I think over the next coming months we'll have a better, more uh, you know, legit opinion on these things because we'd have tried them out ourselves. Uh, but certainly, you know, having software to back up these hardware is definitely one of the most important things. I think, and you know, the fact that Microsoft have come out of the blocks with these headsets, but not actually announce the killer app for these is criminal in my eyes because at the moment all they've got is the fact that steam vr is going to support them and that's the yeah. killer app right yeah <laughs> they, they just don't do that out of nowhere so and it kind of brings me on nicely to uh halo recruit right because oh man this is i'm i'm, I'm ready for yeah. this because this is the thing when when mixed reality as a platform was announced by microsoft they were like okay, we, we developed this new mixed reality platform. We've got all these manufacturers on board and we're going to be bringing Halo to mixed reality. And everyone was like, oh my God, this sounds incredible. 343 Industries are involved. They're going to bring something really, really cool. Uh, and then at the event on the 3rd of October, they showed off Halo Recruit. And oh my God, it is so, so disappointing. So thankfully road to vr um, did a video of their gameplay with halo recruit and uh, so initially you're sort of lifted up through um, a hole in the ground and you think oh this is very cool this is like almost like batman you know with the suiting up experience you're going to put on the you know the, the the spartan helmet you're going to get all the armor on this is going to be legit yeah and then none of none of that happens uh you just go into like a really small sort of room you get shown a, a few uh enemies and then you pick up a couple of pistols and you're like okay we're going to go outside and fight these enemies but no you just end up shooting a screen with some cardboard cutouts uh and it's just really really bad really really bad and really really disappointing i think we've lost rowdy temporarily but hopefully he can come back <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so essentially, you know, they, they touted this Halo experience, but in fact, it is just a five minute experience uh, with some sort of like shooting gallery type game where you shoot cardboard cutouts. And it was just such a wasted opportunity in my mind. Um, and uh, you know, to, to even use the, a Halo name, it almost seems like a bit of a disgrace almost, you know, like yeah. if, if it wasn't Halo characters uh, in it, it could have been anything. Yeah. A quick uh, interruption. You need to unlock your, uh, you know. Um, but um, no, you're right. And I, I, I watched like the video. I was like, I was really excited for Halo VR. I was like, wow, uh, I'm hyped. That's also one of the reasons why I wanted to get like a mixed reality headset to see like, uh, what is this gonna be? You know, I, I had a lot of fun playing Halo. But then when I when I uh, watched the video, I was like, okay. So the start was okay. You know, you could pick up guns. Uh, like a little test where you could aim but that's about it so it's like a shooting gallery and and that's where it ends you know there's nothing else to it and that's where i got this point i mean the start of this is, is kind of cool i mean it's like one of those standard things every like famous game has in vr where you can check out the models you can hold the guns you can shoot a bit but where's the real adventure where i can sit in 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 one of those like uh how do you call them like war talks or something oh. Warhawks, yeah, yeah and, then, and then just shoot, you know, and, and just go in, inside one of those those buildings and have those, like, uh, electricity uh, swords. I don't really know the name. I'm not that much a fan of Halo, but, I mean, that could have been so awesome, you know. But, of exactly course, that takes right, years yeah. to develop. That's true. But this takes maybe a week to develop. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's exactly right. What they should have done is not done this at all. I think they should have just said, look, guys, we're working on Halo. That That's all we needed to know to get the excitement about this platform up. What they shouldn't have done is released a crappy wave shooter experience where you shoot cardboard cutouts because I don't think that achieves anything for anyone and certainly doesn't get the hype about Halo VR, uh, you know, going because this is just a really, really bad experience. And especially because like we've got so many games like this available already on Steam VR, uh, free experiences, you know, and, and demos that we tried a year ago are better than what they've just released uh, for the mixed reality platform. So yes. that, that, that was the, the thing for me. And it's not like I'm, uh, you know, I'm a little bit annoyed about it, but I'm just more sort of disappointed. You know, when you're a kid and you do something really bad and your parents say, look, I'm not angry, I'm disappointed. <laughs> That's how I feel. And being disappointed is worse, especially in a big IP and a big company like Microsoft and 343 Industries. I just think they 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 should have done better. The thing is, like, um, uh I mean, I bash on them a little bit on like uh, my Twitter and also on uh, my other social media uh, that I was just a joke what they made. And uh, people pointed me uh, towards saying like, oh, but it, this is not like the game. This is just, uh, you know, the experience that they that they have to announce the game. Uh, but I think that's even, even worse then because what they're basically doing is... Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. What they're basically doing is... Uh, they're trying to promote a game they haven't developed yet by an experience that will not look anything like the game, apparently. that's It will not look anything like this. Uh, but it's absolutely... Well, I mean, it's, it's so bad. I can't even find the words for it. It's, it's so bad. that The moment that I saw that video, I was severely disappointed. And people said, oh, but you were expecting a game. It's not a game. It's just an experience. It's just a taste of, you know, what, what it will be. Well, I'm sorry, I was not waiting for this taste. When they say 
that they were going to release Halo VR. Yeah, I expected the experience that is a demo for that for that game also to be up to standard to the game that they're going to be developing. And that is not the case with this one. It is not the case with this one. Yeah, exactly. Because like, like you were saying, they're saying that they're, they're bringing Halo to VR. That was what comes back. And that obviously isn't what they're delivering. Um, and it just comes back to these mixed reality headsets, you know, like right now we still don't have a killer app for them, uh, unfortunately. And if, you know, if you pre-ordered one based on the fact that Halo was coming to mixed reality, well, I think you're going to be very, very disappointed. Uh, it, it's like, this is just, that whole Halo VR thing is just a trap to sell more, you know, uh, headsets. It has not been made for people like, wow, we want them to enjoy Halo. No, it's just using that name to sell more headsets. You know, and and that's just that's just a dirty trick. I mean, if you like, you could have used Halo, um, but then at least you could have done something more. You know, now people will be like, "Wow, uh, Halo!" Uh, and and they made it free, so they kind of do a smart trick where it's like people buy the headset, they play Halo VR. Maybe they will be disappointed, but in the end, it was free, so they got that positive effect in the end, even though they had like a negative experience. This is like one of the first things people experience. Like Job Simulator is not is even better than Halo VR, and it, and it's the same for some other stuff. Like uh, uh, Oculus, for example, has. Um, uh, I mean, Rowdy, you played it recently with like the tiny robot, um, First Contact, right? So, it's, it's like that's it's made around that headset, but Halo VR has nothing to do with the whole headset. It doesn't introduce you to VR in a way, you know? It's not using it in its full potential. And well... The, the thing that bothers me still the most is like, they they advertise this as like, you know, we know this is just an experience. They don't even call the game. They say it's a Halo VR, Halo VR experience. We're making the game. So a lot of people say, oh, okay, I see they already made an experience. Let's buy this headset for this experience. For all we know, this entire game gets cancelled in like two or three months' time saying, oh yeah, the thing that we wanted to do, it's not feasible. Well, I mean, they're oh, showing yeah. now with their, with their experience now that what, what we're expecting apparently is not feasible. That is what this experience is showing, because otherwise it would have done something else. And that yeah, pisses me off. It's a great, it's a great leap, leap from what we were, yeah, hoping, we were hoping to what we to saw. What we saw. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the other and thing, thing I've seen as well is... is well, I'm getting feedback from somewhere. Yeah, so what I've seen on other sites as well is that they're using uh, images from like old Halo games. games. I'm getting feedback from your router. From me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, just so just a second, huh? Okay, okay, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, just mute him uh, for a second. For a Sorry guys. Sorry guys. So yeah, essentially, yeah, we're getting uh, images on news sites showing uh, old Halo games, like thumbnails from old Halo games, and they're talking about this VR game, and it's like it's pretty shady from what sites are doing, you know, talking about this title, and also no one else is really talking about how bad it was. They're kind of being very on the fence about it. So I was just like, it, it really annoyed me in a way. So I kind of made a video about it. Uh, and it was a bit of a rant, but also just, just to sort of highlight the fact that you should avoid probably, probably. you know, this Halo uh, VR bandwagon that people are going on about and, 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 and avoid this one. You know, don't 
pre-order a mixed reality headset for, for Halo VR. That's that's kind of what I was saying. Yeah, but this is like this is one of those moments where it's like, can we trust this whole headset? Because why do they need to like kind of like clickbait in a way to sell it? You know, why do they that that says something about it? You know, like don't mm -hmm. pre-order it for for Halo recruit. But why maybe pre-order it in the first place, you know? So it's kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just a shame. I mean, Halo has been kind of like milked out for a while now. Uh, I mean, the first like Halos were great. And, and now they are using this to sell their MR headset, their new mixed reality brand. Because, I mean, if they mm. want to, they can make mixed reality the new word, you know? If you got a lot of money, you can make every word. It could have been called the Fruity Loopy VR headset, and everyone is going <laughs> to say it's it's a legit name. So, you know what I mean? So, it's kind of, yeah. I mean, using such a beautiful, beautiful franchise, and then just, yeah. just make it so badly looking, even as an experience. Like, people keep on saying, as Rowdy said as well, like, it's an experience, yes, yeah, so what? I mean, an experience has also a certain level of decency, right? So, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and the thing, they could have as their, you know, launch game, because they've only just launched Forza 7, right? So they could have, if they knew this was coming for a long time, they could have developed a virtual reality addition to that title, and that yeah. would have been a really cool launch title for the, for the Windows Mixed Reality platform. Yeah. That's true. But they've done this instead, so... Yeah. So anyway, that is enough about ranting about yeah. Halo uh, Recruit. Yeah. I'd be interested to know what people in the chat think about this one. Have, have they tried it out? Have they checked out the video? What do they think uh, in the chat? Yeah, can you already um, try it out? I don't think it's out yet. No, so you well, can't try yeah, it out. Well, well technically, soon. if you went to an expo, maybe. Um, by the yeah, way, Rowdy, we can still hear a feedback from you. So, uh, yeah, maybe you should get some headphones or something like that. Um yeah but yeah like you can you can try this out for free on the windows uh platform on this the 17th of october so we don't know yet whether you can actually try these things out from the windows mixed reality platform on current hardware so what we don't know is whether you can experience this and try this out on your oculus rift or htc vive but uh, i guess uh, come you know a couple of weeks time 17th of october we should we should know more details yeah. Uh, so uh, moving on then to something that Microsoft did do that was actually kind of cool, um, as opposed to Halo Recruit, and that was that they acquired Altspace. Oh, yeah. So Altspace was a struggling uh, social platform, which was really, really cool, and a lot of people that use VR were really, really fond of. It was a nice place to hang out with other people in VR and, 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 and meet and talk with other people, and it was it was a really, really cool experience. Like, it's, it's on par with sort of Rec Room as a social platform, really. Um, uh, but they were really struggling with funding, and they, they actually had to pull the plug at one point because they just couldn't survive on the money that they were making. Uh, so Altspace actually died for a very short period of time, but then Microsoft uh, come back and has actually acquired the company. So a lot of the team that were working for Altspace have now moved over to Microsoft, uh, and they're going to be working for them, uh, working on a mixed reality project. So this is what the uh, mixed reality lead from Microsoft, Alex Kipman, had to say about it. And he said that um, Altspace is going to be a pioneer in social mixed reality. And the the question for me is well, what does that mean for alt space you know because at the moment it's alt space vr right does that mean they're going to be like alt space 
MR in the future, we we just don't know. So I hope that they continue working on Altspace VR and that it doesn't really change much in terms of the way we interact with it right now. But it's also going to be available for Windows Mixed Reality headsets in that, you know, they're going to experience it in VR or do you think it's going to be uh, avatars like overlaid in the real world? I don't know what your sort of take on this is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, first of all, I'm, I'm very happy that they got like uh, a new life, you know, but it's kind of like yeah. no one really seemed to be interested in alt space, you know, when when it died, it died and no one was like, okay, yeah, it's kind of sad, but yeah, uh, bye bye. Uh, that's it. So it's kind of like, I think it was very like easy to get this experience, this social app, because it's not like the most popular one out there anymore, you know, it's like a very decent one, but you can see VR chat really living up with their like funds getting, uh, they are getting funds from HTC now. Like that's a place where you can re really be someone, you can build your own worlds. Well, Altspace is just a closed environment, you know, it's not like you can just go totally nuts there. But I don't know, like using it for mixed reality and that's your only reason, then I mean, it's smart because it, I think it was pretty cheap to get in the first place. But I don't know, I, I don't want them to see like they use uh, Altspace for their own like, Maybe it's gonna, you know, maybe they're gonna kill this social thing because they want to do something with it that, that the, there's a community too, you know, there's a community that has certain opinions, but yep. I, I don't think they, they really care about that. They just want to go for their own thing and they will slowly yeah. transform it into their own, you know, um, app. I don't think uh, yeah. Altspace is gonna stay Altspace. It's gonna be something else. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that really uh, I really, I really enjoyed, enjoyed about Altspace had, had, you know, I jumped in there a few times, was that they would hold events. So you would have like comedians going in there yeah. and doing like a comedy sketch. And then you could have, you know, you could have concerts in there if you wanted to. And, and that was the kind of uh, social part of it that really, really excited me. I thought, you know, this is a new way to consume sort of like a, a comedy experience or like a concert or even some sort of like conference or an exhibition. You could do that as well. Um, but they'd never really sort of taken full advantage of that, um, which was a bit of a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Rowdy, we, we can't hear you, by the way, because you're still like echoing around. So I got you muted for now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's kind of sad. <laughs> So uh, moving on from Altspace, because obviously VR chat is kind of like a, you know, a social platform that is actually working quite well right now. And like you say, it was recently funded more by HTC. And uh, you've kind of been having a bit of fun in uh, VR chat this week, uh, haven't you, Nate? Uh, that's true. Uh, I mean, Rowdy and I decided to uh, jump into a theme park. And um, uh, yeah, well, the rides were going like pretty fast and you could speed them up uh, a lot. And, and then we got extremely motion sick in the end. But um, <laughs> no, but I mean, that's that's it. Like for me, there were always like three big ones. You had like a, a, a Janus VR. That was like an, a really old one. I, I haven't really heard much of that any, anymore. I don't think it's like dead alive. Uh, VR chat. And then you had like alt space. And those ones are like there for a while, like before anyone was talking about, hey, let's get a Vive or an Oculus Rift uh, CB1. It, like it started with the Oculus Rift DK1. They were building their own community there. There were only like three or four people in there every every week 
just just playing around a bit and then later on it, they grew to such a much bigger place and i don't know i felt like alt space as it is right now it, it's fun and they have their community stuff and they got events but I mean, VR chat, for example, they don't do really events. They got like Gunther's universe and they, they got a few things, but it lives by itself. The community is is making this uh, social app as it is. Well, Altspace is running on employees. VR chat doesn't yeah. do that. People make their own yeah. stuff. Like Rowdy and I, we, we went to a theme park. Someone built that. They didn't build it themselves. They only made the lobby and the portals there are going to worlds that people created. And that's how it works. Cool. I think that's really yeah, that cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome, man. That sounds awesome. From yeah. what I saw of the clip, it was like Rowdy was in control of your ride, which seems pretty dangerous. Because <laughs> he, he he was just like speeding that thing up, like, and you were just like going, "Oh, dude, oh, dude, this is getting really fun." Now. <laughs> yeah, but that's funny. Like, Altspace is trying to protect the consumer and and just gives them their casual VR experience. Well, at VR Chat. You can be a giant and actually be that tall while it doesn't make any sense and stuff like that. So they really step out of their comfort zone in a way. But I mean, I think that that it's good that Altspace is getting help from Microsoft because I think if they kept on going on this way, like I didn't, I, I didn't really see it improving that much anymore. Um, they of course had their events, they had their avatars, they had lead motion support, also very nice. But in the end, like uh, getting a, a bigger uh, player base, I didn't really see that happening. Well, with VRChat, there are more and more people joining every week. You know, it's like a crazy place. It's almost like a cult. Like if if you want to meet some some interesting people in VR, then that's the place to go. Um, but it's also because you can be a character. Well, at Altspace, you are all the same. You can pick a robot. You can be just a guy that looks like Mark Zuckerberg. But that's that's about it. Well, VR chat, it's like I can be this character, and that's so nice because I mean, in the real world, sometimes people can't uh, be who they are. Well, in VR chat, there's space for that, you know. Yeah, it's definitely something I want to try out because I've not actually tried out VR chat myself. Um, but I know we've talked about it before, and uh, after the last time we talked about uh, VR chat, it was really interesting because one of the guys from the community reached out to us, a guy called PK. And he said, uh, because we mentioned that we might want to do the show in VR chat one day, he was like, oh, you know, I can build you guys a, a VR studio uh, where you can host the VR Inside uh, podcast in like, VR cool chat. Yeah. 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 So that's what um, is so exciting about that VR chat yeah. thing as opposed to Allspace is like that stuff can happen out of nowhere right away. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I've been emailing uh, uh, PK, and he's gonna—he's been—he's been working on this for us in the background. So you know, maybe in the next few weeks, coming months, we might have an episode where we can actually talk on our own set, uh, you know, and, and have something custom made for us, which is so so cool. That so I can't awesome. wait to see that. Yeah. So props to PK and all the hard work he's doing behind the scenes for that. Uh, he's a really really cool dude and fan of the show. Yeah. So. Go on, go on, Nathan. Were you going to say something, dude? Um, it's just no. that, again, as I said before, I don't really know what, what Microsoft wants to do. That's the same thing. We are still talking about mixed reality here. So that's like, for me, a mysterious thing. So what do they want to do with Altspace then? You know, um, but we will see. I really like Altspace and I really hope they will improve their, um, you know, their place and, and there are more people going to join. We will see. And that's the thing. You know? They need to change something huh? because they uh, have to. Yeah, because otherwise they didn't work. 
that's true. Well, it, maybe it did work, but they kept on doing the same thing, you know. Uh, yeah, but but that's funny. Like they were the only app, social app, where they really had famous guests. Like you could uh, meet the guy from Rick and Marty, and you could. Uh, there were so many uh, people there that like comedy uh, nights, stuff like that. But one thing that I didn't really like about Altspace is that uh, for Americans there was always something to do. But if you wanted to join from Europe, you really had to go there at like midnight somewhere. They didn't really seem to focus uh, on other uh, countries at all. And I think that if you got uh, like they haven't VR yet, Europeans in there. Or like because in VR chat as well you get a lot of Russian people there and, and everyone is just creating their own thing like it's almost like uh, the Russians live in in the Kremlin uh, world uh, matrix uh, thing and and we Dutch people have their our own uh, like bar and wooden shoes and whatever like you know that's the thing with Altspace it's just you you come there to to meet someone and that's about it. Well, VR chat, it's like, hey, you can meet me in my world that I created that represents me in a way, you know? So if they make it more personal, I'm sure it's going to work. And uh, they can, of course, look a little bit at, at VR chat, how they do it. So so what we need to do is we need to get PK to build you a custom-made Schmeagle cave <laughs> in VR. <laughs> Put a windmill on top. <laughs> yeah. And lots of cheese. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's it. No, it's it's a nice place. Yeah, I definitely need to check this one out. I definitely need to check this one out. Altspace so, is the uh, only one that is still competing with VR Chat right now. There is no other social yeah. app, and they they should go for something now. They should plan some stuff now because when Second Life is going to release their VR project, then uh, then then there is no time left. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, Rec Room is pretty social. Oh yeah, so. okay, yeah, Rec Room as well. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, you never know. Maybe next week at Oculus Connect, they'll uh, announce Facebook Spaces, and we'll all be jumping in there. <laughs> I doubt it, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's true. So uh, I just want to move on to pre-ordering games in VR and pre-ordering hardware in general. So uh, you know, we've got on the Oculus Store right now, we've got Arctica One and From Other Suns uh, available for pre-order. And and this is the thing about pre-ordering in general, like. <laughs> I don't think we've mentioned this before, but what what are you guys thoughts on pre-ordering VR games and 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 any games or hardware in general? Like, what are your thoughts? Are you pro or are you against pre-ordering? Um, well, for me, I mean, pro or against? I'm I mean, pre-ordering games. I would never do that. Pre-ordering, I guess. Pre-ordering games. Games, probably not. But for hardware, if you think there's going to be an issue of uh, supply, then absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, what about you, Nathie? Obviously, I know you pre-ordered the uh, the Samsung, um, but generally speaking, you're against pre-ordering, right? No, I am. I am. I, I don't like to pre-order games. I mean, I I pre-ordered some some games before, um, just casual ones, you know, um, not not VR ones. And and you, every time they they get you, it's like they have no play value at all, or there's something wrong with them. And, and yeah. I did see a developer on, on my Twitter say to me like, yeah, but think about the other side, like we can actually get feedback from uh, the people uh, before the game goes live. Because sometimes you pre-order an early access game as well, you know? Yeah. So that, that's maybe a different story. But I mean, pre-ordering is just basically you buying a game and you don't know what it is. And you don't know what you will get, even on a trailer. Like, people always seem to be so hypnotized by trailers nowadays. Like, wow, this looks great. 
You know, it's the same with Arctica 1. There is no, you are not going to walk around in Arctica 1. Maybe they uh, fake that in their trailer like they did with Payday, for example, where it's like, is that guy walking around or... Or is he teleporting? I, I don't really know. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like hidden. Um, but I don't know that they are starting to do pre-orders now for VR. Maybe says something. Maybe they need it because they don't sell that much anymore. Mm. Why do they suddenly do it now? Why didn't they uh, do it with uh, all, all the other games? Like Oculus had a, a, a good game release every month. So why didn't they do this pre-order party earlier? I, of course, they shouldn't do the pre-order uh, uh, advertisement at all, but why do they start to do it with Arctica 1 now and from other suns? Are they running out of ideas or are they running out of games? I don't know. It's it's kind of, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, I've personally been bitten by uh, pre-ordering games before. And, and one of the prime examples that I'll always talk about is Batman. Like, I don't know if you remember, I think it was Batman Arkham Knight yeah. on the PC. It's yeah. just completely broken on release. Yeah. And it was one of those games that I pre-ordered. And yet, I probably couldn't play that game for about three months after its release yeah. because it was just so buggy. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I would say stay clear of pre-ordering games in general. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like, the only benefit to pre-ordering these games right now is that you get a little bit of a discount. So say if you pre-order Arctica 1 right now, you get about £3, $5 off. Uh, and in, and from other sons, if you pre-order that, you get five pounds off, which equates to about seven or eight dollars off. Yeah. Um, so that's the only benefit, really. But you're like you say, you're buying into the unknown. Um, you know, I got to try out from other sons last weekend after the podcast and uh, I played it with uh, Paradise Decay, who's a friend of the podcast. And uh, we had a lot of fun with it. And it's a game that I really, really enjoyed. But I, I was a bit worried. And I think you know, kind of echoed what you were saying in the podcast, Nathy, about whether, you know, the procedurally generated stuff is going to hold up or not. Yeah. And that was one of my concerns, like taking away from the demo. So uh, I'm just going to wait and see what happens on release before I actually buy the game. But I did have a ton of fun with it. I have to say, like, like you sort of described it, it's very much like a bridge crew, but you actually get to go down and do the missions on the planets and the, and the yeah. other ships, which was really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a dangerous thing to do, I think. Um, but like you say, you know, had you not been in the industry and, and, and do what you do, you wouldn't have pre-ordered the Samsung uh, HMD, right? Yeah, no, I, I have the feeling that these pre-orders we see right now are still like advertising pretty good games. It's just that they are mm -hmm. testing it because they can actually lower the quality of a game and then let people pre-order it. So it's cheaper to make. Yeah. You know, so they are now like, okay, let's not trick anyone because this is too early to do that. But when they, uh, like, that's gonna happen, I'm sure. Because they, in the end, it's not only about making a good game for someone, it's also how to make the cheapest game, but it's still good, you know? That's that's what, I mean, that's what the, the smaller uh, indies need to do, you know? But I'm like, the whole pre-order thing, you only do pre-orders to see how many people uh, want to have that product or that game and then make it, you know, and that's the problem. Sometimes pre-order means like, okay, so um, uh, 2,000 people pre-ordered it, so now we can actually start making the game or finish it. But they already made a nice animated trailer, you know? So sometimes the game hasn't even been made, they just want to see how much pre-orders they can get and then they make the game or they finish it at least. So it's kind of like, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's, and it's, certainly right now, 
in terms of Oculus, like that's the only way that you actually know like release schedule in terms of some of the titles right now because they don't actually give you a release schedule of all the games that are coming out. Like if unless you're a AAA game like Arctica One or From Other Suns, we don't know what the release schedule is for upcoming titles on the Oculus Rift. Yeah, but I think that Oculus is the one uh, that is saying let's do a pre-order thing here. I don't think the developers are doing this because I mean From Other Suns is made by uh, Gunfire Games, right? Uh, they yeah. also made Chronos. You can pre-order Chronos. You know that thing yeah. was just out, done. Um, so I know I have the feeling they just want to test the waters a bit and then maybe uh, use it in their favor later on to see. Uh, yeah. You know. Um, but I guess I guess on the flip side of it, you know, they although they're doing these like pre-orders, they do have this robust refund system in place now that we discussed on last week's episode. So that's you know, true. You could. You could take the risk and you know and and get it at a cheaper price, and yeah. then if you don't like it, just refund it. Mm-hmm. So maybe there is some sense in pre-ordering in that you're going to get a little discount, and you don't have to worry so much because well, you could right. refund it. So yeah, but that's the thing. So like there is a but that's what what happens with pre-orders. People are always like, uh, you know what? I, I played like an hour, and uh, people don't really uh, refund that fast. They don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, only when you're like a really hardcore person, and that's maybe what. This game is gonna like pull off where the first two hours are great and then it slowly falls apart like rowdy experience with uh, lone echo you know uh, and also you Mike where you're like wow yeah, first yeah. the hour first two hours great and then uh, the game lets you down in a way so it could just yeah. go past that uh, refund uh, playtime so that's also a yeah, trick totally. they could use yeah, totally. Lone Echo is a good is a good uh, point, actually. Yeah, because like you say, the the first few hours of the game are really really great, and then it takes a real dip midway through the game, and it does kind of like get really good near the end again. But there is a big dip in the game uh, in terms of like it's 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 very sort of uh, repetitive, and the the level design was a bit like you know repetitive as well, and it yeah. wasn't that nice. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a good still, point. I with, mean, the 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 amount of work that is being put in titles like that i really appreciate though because no, i would course. much prefer to see more titles yeah. like that <laughs> but i don't think it needs pre-orders to be successful yeah. like pre-ordering is some some kind of like like way they they put in there to uh play on save in a way or they want to try it out like i don't trust pre-orders pre-orders is something very weird you know like you again you don't need to pre-order a vr game um, on Oculus Home, like it, it can be so sex, so sexful before, like even, you know, you just advertise it nicely. That's all you need to do. You don't need to have pre-orders, but I mean, they, they, it's a part of the game industry, and we're not gonna stop it. But it's just like, don't, don't do it. I think as well, like you, like you said, Austin. You know, the benefit of pre-ordering some hardware is that you know you've got that FOMO worry, right? You know, the fear of missing out. So, like, especially with, like, the Pimax and, uh, you know, the Samsung mixed reality headset is that, you know, the risk is that if you don't pre-order it and then it it is, like, the best thing ever and then you're just going to be, like, so difficult to get hold of one for months and months and months. Look at the Oculus Rift. How long did it take people to get that? And then, um, like, weren't weren't they having, like, massive supply issues when that first released? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, you do have that FOMO thing, like you said. It's like, if it ends up being great and you end up wanting it, how long is it going to take me to actually get my hands on it if I didn't pre-order? And that's what's up. Yeah. 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 So maybe... 
maybe you don't pre-order with games, but maybe be considerate in your pre-order for hardware. That's what we'd probably say. Well, I mean, I, I think that the pre-ordering uh, hardware is, is uh, something totally different than than uh, games, of course. And they, they, they got like, it's a different level. But someone says, uh, Scout69, uh, he's, he's saying, you can kind of uh, say that you are safe with Arctica 1 if you are familiar with the developer. That's true, but you do need to know that um, the developer uh, builds the game, but Oculus is the one that is paying them to make it. And uh, yeah, that's right. Which is, by the way, I think a very good thing. Huh? It is. I think that more companies, more hardware companies, should actually support well, software developers <laughs> in uh, in making sure they make products uh, that are that are making people buy the hardware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, I totally agree. But the, I think the issue. Um, is with this particular title is that they've probably forced down a certain road. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we don't know this for definite, but this is our sort of best guess that the yeah. the, 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 ge- the design of the game has probably been heavily influenced by Oculus because they are funding it, maybe. Yeah. yeah. You know, with, with the with the devs, uh, the Metro devs, were they 4A games? Would they have uh, decided to use Teleport over Natural Locomotion uh, if they hadn't been funded by Oculus on this title? I, I don't know. Well, I- None of us knows, of course. Huh? I mean, uh, no. maybe yeah. they experimented with it, and uh, all of them are prone to motion sickness, and they said, uh, "No, we're not going to do this." Develop <laughs> yeah. motion sickness the entire time. Yeah, I don't know. The, but but I, like on one side, it's good that Oculus is is doing it because in the end, on Oculus Home, that's where you can find the, the best uh, games at the moment um, on PC at least. Um, but. On the other side, it's kind of sad to hear that Oculus needs to pay developers to get them interested in making something VR-related. Yeah, but in a, in a way, I do understand that because the market share is, although it's growing, it's still fairly small. Yeah. So they need to get enticed in another way to get um, to get to develop content for the platform that is not just you know the regular wave shooter or the, the regular something that is just much more time invasive and were required just a lot more resources. Yeah, no, that's right. And and I mean, we got an example here. Uh, Nimso says that he got a Rift from Oculus to use to develop his uh, locomotion uh, uh, projects. So I mean, that that's also good. So it's not only Oculus paying developers, but also giving them a headset to make stuff. Um, and that's good. And, uh, indeed, and I think that's that really Oculus cool. also wants to make sure that you know locomotion options are becoming better as VR yeah. moves forward. But you just got that that kind of like uh, unbalanced thing going on on Oculus Home where it's like you got Oculus there games coming out that are really good and then you got the shuffleware surrounding it. So it's like your expectations are really high every time you buy their monthly game that is super duper polished. They are like they, they're super nice. But then in the end, uh, you still need to deal with all the uh, stuff around it as well. So you can really see the, the quality difference when they don't pay for uh, a game and it just releases by by an indie themselves you know mm. also, Could it be, yeah. i realized that i had uh rowdy muted <laughs> okay <laughs> so i feel like i might have talked over him or something so I apologize. yeah it's fine it's fine i'll just be quiet <laughs> but, but also but you, you also get a lot of shovelware on steam right 
um, and and HTC aren't funding any projects at the moment. So the only AAA games you've got, I think we like mentioned them before, like you know people like Cloudhead that are doing like the gallery and and games like that. They're the kind of AAA comparable games on on the Vive, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in the so, end, it's so... just don't don't pre-order. Okay, just wait for the reviews. If you like to watch, for example, Rowdy, and you want to buy your next prison game, then wait until he plays it. And then it's the same for me. Like I'm going to get the Samsung headset. Just wait. I will I will check it out. I will make a make a video about it, and and then tell you guys what I think. You know, and and it's the same with every like YouTuber news website out there. Um, I honestly I would go for YouTubers. They can be trusted much more. Then uh, news websites. I mean, we have seen it with with Halo VR and Upload VR. They they were just hyping it up, and in the end, it turned to out to be pretty bad. Um, and and it's funny that I spoke to someone from Farbs uh, two weeks ago, and he said that right now most people that uh, are into VR they watch YouTubers because they are still the ones that can tell the most. Because we got our own platform, we're kind of free, and what we do. Well, uh, like Upload VR and, and all those other websites, they are still like bound to uh, people that invested into their website, you know? So that's a different story. We are still like independent in a way. So I yeah. Yeah. I managed to say that that Halo Recruit game was amazing. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. Well, sometimes sure, yeah. you can just, just pay up some money to get a positive uh, review or maybe they were just like, hey, Microsoft, they are nice people. Um, you know, so but no, there are videos on, on like people who tried Halo Recruit and who said that it was amazing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, Rowdy uh, shared a video uh, of someone that is like uh, like a Halo uh, YouTube channel because I mean, Halo is, is a popular franchise, so I'm sure you can have a YouTube channel about it. And he was like amazed. And I'm, I'm sure, like, if you are like, if I had a Bioshock first game, time. then I would be like freaking amazed too. Um, but like, his first Maybe time. cardboard. Yeah. yeah. If I had never seen a VR game before, ever, then that would probably impress me because it's like, oh, I'm in here doing that. But like, I can shoot with my hands. Any, yeah. <laughs> if you have any experience in VR at all, you think otherwise. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. No, that's right. But it's interesting you say, um, uh, Nathie, that you know a lot of people watch YouTube, uh, you know, VR YouTubers for information about VR. But, you know, certainly, like, uh, there's a lot of uh, people out there, certainly VR YouTubers that sort of put content out there and then get accused of being bought uh, for their review, you know, by giving by being given keys from a developer. And I just want to sort of be clear as well, and I'm sure you'll all stand by me on this, is that, you know, despite the fact that we get, like, a lot of free games and, and sometimes you get paid to re review some games, that our opinion still stands. You know, our, our opinion on a game cannot be bought by a developer. And that's just something I want to make 100% clear because there's been a lot of criticism from friends of ours on like the Oculus Reddit and the Vive Reddits that that our, our positive review can be bought by a developer. And I just want to be clear that that's not the case. No. Well, at least not for us. I mean, there are sure people out there that give a positive review because they get, get paid for it. Um, but for me, it's like, um, you know, if developer wants to have a release video as soon as possible, then uh, it's like, hey, you can pay me for my time and my work, you know? But I mean, you can't do reviews and say it's paid and then your opinion is also bought, you know? That's, that's, not, that's not, but you're right. Sometimes people are confused about it. 
But yeah, right now, like the best reviews can be found on YouTube and not on uh, websites. I do have to say, I really like Road to VR. Upload VR isn't really that, uh, cannot be trusted that well, especially right now. But they have also been in, in bad weather uh, for a while. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's totally up to everyone who's watching the podcast now. Like, who do you trust? Like maybe there are people that don't watch my videos anymore because they thought that I was, you know, not being honest about games. Um, it, it, it totally depends on where you like to get your information from. Because I mean, in the end, we YouTubers are not that fast compared to websites like Upload. I mean, they just write an article. We have to make a video that takes maybe eight to nine hours to make. So that's the difference. But I'm happy yeah, to hear true. that we as, as, as YouTubers are, are actually uh, um, also responsible for VR, for the VR industry. And that's why we should yeah. respect it in a way and, and, and be honest about it as well. You know, and that's why I was also kind of pissed off about the Halo thing with Upload posting nice screenshots. Of course, everyone is clickbaiting in a way. But if you even say in your article it's a nice thing and that it can be improved and then it's... it's the literal words were, it's a taste of how Halo would look like in virtual reality. Oh, I don't know what version of Halo oh. they played, but I didn't play that game. No, but that's, it's hurting the industry. They, they hurt the industry with just that article. Um, because apparently they, they care about something else than the actual reader, you know. Um, and but not only I mean, upload, I mean, also The Verge, they also wrote like the taste of like how... Uh, I don't get that. No, it, it's not that I'm, I'm bashing them. It's just that, I mean, in the end, I think it's important to uh, respect VR in a way and, and, and also try to be honest as much as you can, you know. And sometimes you might be need to be a little bit more creative when you do it. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to like be as honest as I can. That's, that's the only way. Yeah, definitely, definitely 100%. So uh, before we, we sort of move on, have we got any questions from uh, the people that are viewing? Any questions in the chat that you want to yeah. chuck out there to the group? Yeah, I, I did see that, one uh, that said, uh, GamePro said, I hear a lot of talk on YouTube that VR is dead. How much of this is true? <laughs> so I, I think you watched that one video where, you know, yeah. they are talking about that. So I'm not sure if anyone has something to say about it. Sounds like a clickbait video, if I've ever. Ah, well, yeah, it wasn't really clickbait. I think it was a, a pretty good video. It's kind of depressive to watch, but uh, I don't know it, it's not that, but it's more like it's a question you ask and then you answer it in the video. So it's like, is VR dead? Let's find out in this video. So it's not like you say it's true. It was with a question mark, Austin. So uh, the, the, the thing <laughs> is, like, I mean, of course, I mean, a lot of those videos are made just for views. But some of those videos do get a good point in the way that, I mean, like, you know, they do get um, that there is not a lot of really good content that is worth trying in virtual reality. And that is that is an issue. That is definitely an issue, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. But like I said before in the podcast, you know, I think this is probably the most exciting time we've ever had, uh, you know, in VR right now because we've got all these other manufacturers jumping on board. So I think is VR dead? No, I think is it? I think right now it's more alive than it ever has been. Yeah, uh, that's just my opinion. Yeah, VR I just hope that absolutely is mixed reality alive. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is, I just hope indeed that like, because uh, I said that as well. Like, if those mixed reality headsets are not going to be up to par with like the the content uh, with the uh, with the hardware that is already available, or if there's like something faulty with it, then it's going to have a negative impression on VR. And I think that you're going to see more of those articles that say like, "Oh, VR is dead," you know, because we tried this mixed reality headset and, uh, and it's still not good, and all oh, we lose tracking and all this and that and no. I'm just a bit scared of that. Yeah, oh, that's right. So if anyone has more questions, because I did see a lot of interesting stuff coming by in the chat. Thank you for the uh, input. I really appreciate it. It's just kind of hard to like, uh, just, uh, I can't just say like, hey guys, here's a question. Let's do it. But uh, yeah, if you, if you got a question that you wanted to like ask, then, then please post it again so we can see it. Um, someone yeah, also sure. said like, um, you know, of course, uh, we can't like, our opinions can be bought. I mean, we are like the gatekeepers of VR on YouTube at least. Um, of course, it's it's different for everyone. You know, for example, I'm, I'm a review channel, so I gotta be a bit more um, towards like, should you buy this game or not? And, and it's always like a, a bit of my opinion as well, because I mean, I played VR stuff for three years, so not everything is going to impress me that much anymore. So I'm trying to keep that in mind, but it's hard, you know, I mean, it's like so much experience, so much stuff I, I replayed every time. Like I've, I've played a lot of wave-based shooters, a lot of good ones, a lot of bad ones, someone in like some stuff in between. Um, and for example, Rowdy, like Rowdy is doing entertainment, but by his entertainment, you can see if the game is entertaining to watch, but also play, yeah, you know? So it's a different way of telling people, hey, uh, should you buy this or not? So um, mm. yeah, it's... it's um, it's interesting. Let's see. Um, the, uh, the, I, think, I think the other thing just on that point is that it's, it's, very, it's very difficult to do a very negative review um, because you just don't want to be on a game, right? And, you know, sometimes there are some good aspects to the game. You're kind of going to be on the fence with it. And, and some people definitely would rather just not do a video than do a negative review. And in some instances, I've certainly done that. But, like, I'm very sort of new to YouTube, so I'm kind of getting a feel for it. And I think your viewers really appreciate it that you do a negative review so i'm sort of working on that more so if i do find stuff that i find negative i'm trying to sort of be upfront and say look this this game is yeah. one that you should avoid but it is a very difficult thing to do as a vr youtuber especially uh someone that's very new to the game no no that's the true. thing is like i i mean for me as well like i i, I think it's important just to be honest to yourself as well like i mean for example, I, I, the, the example that comes to mind with me is when I tried the Spider-Man Homecoming uh, uh, experience. I, I, that was that was a, a severe disappointment for me. You can literally hear me say in my video as well, like, uh, wait, it's it's over? We haven't even got us started yet. You know, I shot some balloons or whatever, and that was yeah. it. Yeah. And, and a lot of people like said, oh, I appreciate that you, you know, that you were honest about this. But, I mean, that's just... That's just like, you know, being honest and, you know, yeah. giving a natural impression. Yeah, but that says enough about the yeah. level of YouTube then maybe, where people, you know, uh, just, just start to uh, be positive all the time. And then suddenly you are the only one saying, hey, this wasn't that good. Like, I'm also happy I said that the Spider-Man thing was bad. Of course, I'm never a guy who's going to roast it. It's just like, hey, this is the feedback. Please make like a full game with this. Like, I mean, I like the mechanics. They were good. Yeah. So, but in the end, it was a disappointment, uh, disappointing thing because it was promoting the movie. But like, I was so happy I did it in the end because like one or two million people are watching and then you realize that you are one of the people that 
that actually uh, tells people the right stuff. Because I could have said, wow, this is amazing. Uh, you know, and, and, and I realized that from the very like start when I did VR, like people don't have a VR headset. They don't know what they are going to experience. So you can tell them whatever uh, they are going to believe. You know, and that's exactly it. So that's why you should be very careful as a VR YouTube content creator, what you say about a game. Because a lot of people, they, 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 they are like trying to get a headset for like a year. And then they finally got one and they, they work their ass off in a supermarket or wherever. And then they get their game and then they are disappointed because you said that the game was good. That's not yeah. the way to go. So that's why I'm trying to be honest and try to be nice because in the end, uh, Let's be honest here, if I'm going to roast a game and say like, this is bad and blah, 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 and I don't give any feedback, then that developer is not going to be interested in me again. So by keeping it in the middle where it's like, I give feedback, I tell mm -hmm. people not to buy it until it's getting improved, then the developer gets the opportunity to improve its game, you know, because you need to give them, like you never know what kind of developers you are like, uh, um, talking to you know it's like maybe they they are it's their first vr game and they had to like do their first mechanics and things then you can't just just burn it down <laughs> you can't do that but for example with crytek i played um a robinson again with uh, uh motion controls i was i was very pissed off i was very disappointed in the end they did send me an email about it and they said they respected my opinion and they they knew i was like right so i mean that's nice if a developer uh, actually can can accept that uh then that's nice you know um so yeah i'm, I'm kind of like, we uh, got another question by the way yeah. uh it was uh, is there anything that you guys feel hasn't been done that you really want to experience mm. <clears throat> uh, hmm. Interesting. Because if we can answer that, then someone probably well, can. Well, uh, to be honest, it, this, this is going to sound funny. I would say Fallout VR, but then with like motion controllers the part where I can actually grab things and, and that that's that's it. So not a part of the VR game, but an actual Fallout no, VR. I'd like to play Halo VR. Halo. Halo VR. <laughs> Halo VR. No, same here. Same here. Especially if it's like a real Halo game. No, yeah. Yeah, the, the thing is, I just want... And I, I've said this already multiple times. I want more story-driven content. Like it doesn't. It doesn't even need to yeah. be like you know Halo or Skyrim or Fallout. I mean, if those come, you know, by all means, like I'm, I'm all for it. But I want more. Um, I mean, not only like being immersed in the game, but I also want to be immersed in the story that brings the game forward. Uh -huh. And I think that is like a, a, a thing that is missing now because i mean there there are good games out there like lone echo has you know that is story driven and i like that for it uh, archangel is also story story driven and there are story driven games out there, but something more you know more just more yeah <laughs> not those empty stories like those basic yeah. things you have heard before where you already know how exactly. it's going to end before you even it's like a it's like a bad movie but then, but, exactly. but that's it, like, like with Archangel as well, I mean, I watched Rowdy, his last video, uh, and, and because I, I played like maybe an hour of it, and uh, I mean, I like the story, like the start is very powerful in a way, um, yeah. and, and, and you can really see yeah. that that game, even that the mechanics are kind of boring in a way, it still carries the game because of the story, and that's the thing, if you yeah. don't have a decent story, then your whole game falls apart. Yeah, it does. I mean, I remember uh, when I first got my Vive, and to this day, one of my favorite games that I ever played is A Chair in a Room. 
And I think the whole reason of it was like, I don't think they care so much about making like the graphics perfect and all that stuff. They literally just wanted to, because you're in VR, they're working with this idea that you can be so immersed into something that you can basically feel like you're living this, this person's life and this experience. And the thing that like, I'll always remember about a chair in a room was how you are going through this period of starting to like doubt yourself, doubt your sanity and like learning this whole story of what happened to like your brother and everything. And it's, it's really amazing. And I don't understand why that's not like the absolute yeah. focus for most story driven games. Exactly. Like, you're literally in VR. You could live this life. You just have to yeah. like make me believe it. That's all it comes down to. Yeah. And, and that touched upon something that I, I would like to say as well. Like we, we kind of, I mean, a lot of the VR games that we have are very like fast paced, you know, like fast paced shooters and shooters yeah. and everything needs to be fast, fast, fast. Well, I think actually VR is an ideal medium for a more like slower type of game where you can really like experience the entire environment. Something that Lone Echo, by the way, did very, very well, but something that is much more slowly, the gallery also does that, you know, it's something that you move through much more slower. And I mean, I know back when I was a kid, I played like a lot of point and click games and you need to click on like literally everything that was in the screen to like, you know, progress <laughs> yeah. the game. So you, you literally click on everything that was in there. And that was an entire genre that did very, very well. And I think that VR is also something that at the moment now, they should profit more from like that, that really like that immersive experience and like drop you into like, like something like a chair in a room or like literally like, you know, a few scenes in which you need to do a lot of stuff rather than like the fast paced open world where you just like, you, you, you drive through and that, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I also have the feeling that open world VR right now is 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 not gonna happen. I mean, yeah, Fallout VR, but that's a parted game. That's not a game built from the ground up for VR. So I'm like, yeah, what Rowdy says, like like maybe those kind of like packed games where you don't go to that many places, but it's still like a good story like involved. Then I think it's gonna work, but. Yeah, I don't know, like like my first experience with VR where I cared about a character and I yeah believed that I was a part of the story um, was like Robinson. I mean, even with like a gamepad, it had such a beautiful story. And it, like you had that uh, that Higgs guy, he's kind of like the, the, the person from uh, Partle, how is he called again? Like the guy from Partle 2. Um, Wheatley. Yeah, yeah. So it's like like, like your sidekick in a way, you know, and and then like uh, the the dinosaurs, like you got a pet dinosaur, you got uh, some kind of robot floating around, but you really feel like you are friends with them. And then in the at the end, at the climax where the game ends, it's like, yeah, we did this together, even that they are not even existing, and that's exactly what you want. Where it's like, yes, I finished this game, we did it together, I did it with my whole team that didn't even exist in the first place. Yeah, it's like, does it, I want to take off my headset and then like say like, oh man, I, I, can't, I can't wait to dive back into this, you know, tomorrow again, or you know, something that leaves just an impression on you, which is I think much easier to do because you're already so immersed in the world because of the headset. It would be nice to also get immersed in a story like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that a sidekick in a VR game right now is very important. Like having someone that that talks to you and does funny stuff in a way uh, that 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 could be really really cool. Um, I also see a lot of VR experiences popping up now where um, you can actually talk to a character as well. Like uh, Oculus did that with uh, Gary the Gull, 
where you were talking to him and i know it sounds silly but it kind of worked in a way we're like hey gary what's up man he's like yeah just, i'm just chilling you know i was really responding to you <laughs> in a way but no, that's 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 funny but yeah that that's that's it so like gameplay mechanics wise i think it's fine it's just we need we need stories where you can make a really yeah. nice game on yeah no i totally agree okay let's do one more question uh before we go uh, let's sure. see. <laughs> Should we do this one? How are you guys? No, no, that's not the question we are going to. Let's see. <laughs> we are doing fine, by the way. Frank is, is not doing that that great. He, he's getting blocked by YouTube, <laughs> as you can see. He's not uh, advertiser friendly. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's see. So while you're looking up uh, a, a, a question, uh, Nathy, I'm just going to sort of just jump in quickly. Yeah. So uh, today um, I'm packing my gear because I'm off to California on Monday. Uh, so I'm heading off to Oculus Connect. So I'm going to be vlogging while I'm there. I've never done any vlogging before, so it's going to be interesting. Hopefully it's not going to suck. <laughs> uh, and so <laughs> uh, I'm hopefully going to sort of have some really cool news from the show. And I'm going to sort of document some of my uh, journeys around San Jose. I'm going to do some other cool stuff as well. I'm actually going to, one of my missions while I'm in the US is to get some Rick and Morty Szechuan sauce because uh, McDonald's are doing a limited run of it. Oh, and uh, apparently, really? yeah, yeah. So oh you can get it, you can get it right now, but there is one McDonald's in San Jose that does it. So I'm going to have to get an Uber there. And uh, so hopefully my quest oh. in getting the Szechuan sauce will be accomplished. But Imagine the queue, man. The queue. Oh no, my days! Know. You should just say, put it in a, in a little. Uh, you should put it in a little jar, you know, and take it home so you can reproduce yeah. it in Europe. Reproduce it. <laughs> exactly. Just sell it there. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna reverse engineer the sauce. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna just stand at his own McDonald's like, hey, you wanna try this sauce I made? All he sells is sauce. He's like, oh, can I get some sauce and sauce? No, no, no. Yeah. My dude, I only have the sauce. I only have yeah. The sauce. yeah. It's all about the Szechuan sauce. Yeah. yeah. No, but it, it must be exciting to go to Oculus uh, uh, Connect because there are so many people you can meet and talk to from the industry, you know. Um, that, that's cool. Like, it, that's one of the places to be if you are interested in VR. Yeah, totally. Like, uh, I've got some meetings lined up. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a really, really interesting week. So, hopefully, uh, you know, I can document some really cool stuff and uh, it will be available. And then, obviously, on Saturday, I'll do the uh, the next podcast uh, live from California. So, I'll do it at my hotel Ooh. where they'll guarantee to have better internet than I have here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last one is uh, Half Life uh, 3 VR confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Sweet Viva confirmed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Sweet Viva, a, a friend of the channel, has been playing uh, a lot of Halo, uh, uh, Halo, Half Life in VR, so the original Half Life games. Um, yeah. So yeah, but I, I wish there was a Half Life Three in VR, but I just don't <laughs> think we're ever going to see it now. I wish. You never know. You never know. But uh, yeah, that's about it. You're yeah, working on something, Valve. Oh, you know more, Rowdy? Well, no, but they they said a long time ago that they, they were making VR titles, so... That's right, that's true. And uh, that's... Uh, there, there were three VR titles that were working on, if I remember correctly. Yeah. No, yeah, that, you're right. That would, that would be interesting. It's kind of mysterious, I like that. 
Yeah. Okay, guys. So I think we'll wrap this up. So like I said at the beginning of the show, this is a weekly podcast. It's streamed live every Saturday on Nathie's channel. You can tune into the show at 4 p.m. Central Eastern Summer, uh, Central European Summertime, 3 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, 10 a.m. Central U.S. If you miss the podcast for whatever reason, then you can catch up with it on a Sunday or Monday where I upload the video uh, to my channel so you can catch up with it there. Uh, thanks again for watching guys thanks for all your support thanks for all the questions we love uh, doing this show and uh, we hope to do more in the future so thanks again for watching and uh, we'll see you on the next one yeah. take it easy guys have a good weekend bye bye see you later have a nice weekend <laughs>